I'm Jane, I'm the embodiment of darkness. <laughs> and I'm Sophia, bringer of dawn. Welcome to our emboldened and over-the-top Yule special. Yay. I wouldn't necessarily you... say it's too over-the-top. <laughs> Definitely not over-the-top. But anyway, this is more of our shoestring budget podcast as it usually is. This is the Yule uh, special. I don't think we've ever really done a particular special for uh, Sabbath before. I don't think we have. So well, this is kind of... We've happy. done, like, Samhain a little bit. We always a little bit, yeah. And, like, touch on it at that time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, we did do kind of like a Samhain um, episode. But anyway, this is specifically about Yule. It's a little bit of a shorter format. Um, a little bit of a slightly different format, because um, we're going to give a little bit of a... A little bit of knowledge here. We're going to drop a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of background on the history and traditions of Yule, where it comes from. Um, I'm definitely one of those people who are on my my Facebook every so often reposting things that say, like, you know, Christmas traditions are pagan in origin. Get the fuck over it, you know? <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And um, and then we're just going to talk about, you know, just Yule in general and what we do in the spirit of the season. And it's going to be a good time. Um, I will say, a little disclaimer here, I'm recovering from a cold, so I'm so sorry about how I sound right now. But I'm just going to push through and, and try I'm, not to cough all the time. And I'm strung out at the end of a work contract, working long hours, taking very little time off. So I am slightly delirious from sleep deprivation. Excellent. Which is a perfect mix for this type of discussion. Because Yule is all about the darkest, longest night of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, It is the point in time when um, it's the longest night. So we have the most darkness... And in particular, in the Scandinavian uh, regions where a lot of these Yule traditions come from, um, it was extra dark uh, because they're so much farther north. So, I mean, you're almost talking about almost darkness all day. Um, I do believe these are the people who invented black metal as well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) And for a very good reason. Um, So, yeah. So a lot of these uh, traditions for Yule come from the Scandinavian region. And I kind of just want to go over a lot of the things that we see that are associated with the holiday or the the Sabbath, however you want to call it. So usually the colors that you're seeing are red, white, and green. Um, Usually that um, pertains to, like, the red of the holly berries, white of snow, um, green of evergreen uh, trees, and other sorts of herbs and bushes and things like that. The three main, or I should say, like, the four main um, herb-type tree things that you kind of see associated with Yule are holly, ivy, mistletoe, and, of course, the Yule tree or I guess as it's more commonly referred to as the Christmas tree. Um, so holly is an evergreen, and I actually have a... I don't often have a personal relationship with um, trees or herbs or whatever the case is. Uh, I'm not saying holly's, holly's an herb, but you know what I mean? Like, of trees, I, don't, I usually don't have 
a personal relationship with plants in general. I was going to say, you're not really... I was going to say, you don't really seem like a plant person to me. No, I'm really not a plant person. Um, But at my old job, there was a holly tree right outside of it. And I always loved looking at it, especially when like the berries would be there. And I was like, this is just a really cool looking tree. And I had no idea it was a holly tree the whole time that I worked there. Because again, I'm not very plant kind of inclined. So. The one day there was this like this really nice sized branch had had fallen from the tree onto the ground and it was had all the leaves and the berries and it was just so vibrant and just gorgeous. So I took it um, into you know my office and then I took it home and I uh, I picked all the berries off and um, picked all the leaves off and store them in jars. I'm like, I feel like I could use this for something. You know, it was just very much like, uh, I feel like the, tr- the tree kind of gave it to me and I researched what it was. Actually, I don't know if you remember, I was at work. It was probably like close to a year ago, if not more. Mm-hmm. And I was texting all you guys in a, in a group chat and I was like, what is this? Is this Holly? Like, what, what is this? So, um, I still have a, 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 a twig of uh, holly that I use as a wand sometimes and I just I've had a really good relationship with that particular um plant so this particular time of year kind of makes me I feel I feel pretty jazzed pretty jazzed about this time of year especially with my relationship with holly um ivy is another one ivy is generally associated with um more feminine uh qualities and some of the folklore behind ivy is that um, is that there was a dancer, there was there was a woman who was dancing for Di- Dionysus. Is that how you pronounce it? Dionysus. Dionysus. Um, Hold being, up. Mm-hmm. Trump just got impeached. What? Trump He's just got impeached. Trump just got impeached. Holy fuck! Actually, I mean, like that doesn't mean he's out, but but that's that's huge. Trump has been impeached. What the fuck? Oh my god, it's a huge miracle! Oh my god! Ah! Fuck yes! <laughs> yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'm leaving this in the episode, yes. by the way. Jesus, mother fuck! Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna be right back. Oh. Trump impeached by the House for abuse of power, obstruction of Congress. Yeah, so oh my the God. third time to impeach a sitting president. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm very emotional right now, <laughs> in a good way. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Merry fucking Yule, everybody. For real. Because honestly, I can't imagine anyone who listens to this podcast that supports Trump. And if you do, I mean, like, sorry, not sorry. There's the door. Yeah. <laughs> there's the door. <laughs> yeah, there, there's the I door, honestly. I don't want to pitch you on the way out, but I hope it does. Yeah. This is nuts. I'm... Okay. Let's compose um, ourselves. I'm we trying to get to the end of the article. I don't know what the next step is in this process. 
Yeah, it does have to go through the Senate now. It does go to the Senate. So it's like, it's, so it'll be an actual like trial. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. I mean, yeah. I I mean, yeah, but at least we can have some justice in the world if he gets the fuck out of office. Okay. I forget what the fuck we were talking about. Um, so Ivy is associated with more feminine qualities. Uh, one of the the folklore behind it that I found is that uh, there's actually a Greek uh, there was a Greek word that they used for Ivy, and I think it was like Dysis or something like that. Um, and it comes from this. Uh, myth or this story that there's this woman that was dancing for Dionysus if I'm pronouncing that correctly and uh, he was so moved by how beautiful she was and how well she was dancing that he turned her into Ivy Um, yeah I thought that was a neat little little thing that I found Um, here's the funny thing that I keep finding so mistletoe is obviously associated with this time of year and it has the most information that I keep finding because generally what we all know of mistletoe is, you know, if there's mistletoe above you and if you're standing under it and someone else is, you're supposed to kiss. Um, what I didn't actually realize about Yule is that it's actually a huge, uh, um, time for fertility magic, which I wouldn't think because like, yeah, it's a solar festival and, like, it's a solar festival, and but it's also, like, in the winter, you know? So I didn't really think that um, fertility would be kind of on the table. But then I kind yeah. of thought about it again, and I was like, I mean, well, it's winter, and you can't really work in the fields anymore, so what else are you doing mm-hmm. other than, like, you know, making babies? So, so as a Virgo, I will have you know that the gestation period is very close to around <clears throat> how long we take to... Uh, pop out of the womb it's like about eight months so yeah uh it's eight to nine months and makes sense like i was made in the cold time of the year you know well that makes sense there you go um oh and valentine's day makes scorpios uh, no, I'm just kidding. No shame with Scorpio. Hey, it's my fine. girlfriend's a Scorpio, actually. <laughs> my parents are actually both Scorpios. I don't know how they're still married. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mistletoe is actually a. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no shade of the Scorpios. All love, all love for all signs, um, unless you piss me off. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, you kiss under the mistletoe, and that's supposed to be good for fertility magic. There's a couple other folklore things with mistletoe. Something like um, a man should put the berry, uh, should take a mistletoe berry and put it in his pocket and carry it around and try and kiss other people, which I really thought was kind of creepy. Um, yeah. It just really made me uncomfortable. So. Mm. That's uh, bad really, Yeah, it was just like kind of weird and also just very, um, I guess, heteronormative because you know. A lot of this is coming from a place centered of, you know, penis plus vagina equals baby. You know, they weren't really thinking about, you know, love. Um, kind of just, you know, repopulating the world. Um, anyway, so 
it kind of got me down a path of thinking about how fertility, how the concept of fertility applies to, to queer people and queer couples and how this could kind of be worked into some, some mule magic. And I don't think um, fertility just has to be limited to uh, like babies, like creating human life. I think like if you, uh, you could do fertility magic, like say you had a pet that, you know, you were uh, trying to breed uh, or whatever the case is like doing fertility magic at this time would be a cool thing for that. Or also fertility in the sense of like, you're, trying to create something new in your life yeah, like you're trying to was, give you know give birth to something new or set uh, was, plant the um, seeds of a new project i was gonna say that fertility has many usages and in fact one of the most common is fertile soil um mm-hmm. so it usually means receptivity to something being gestated it doesn't necessarily have to be egg sperm baby you know there's so many different types of fertility there's spiritual fertility even you know exactly um so i I was just kind of some a lot of times when you encounter things in spell books and theory books and you know folklore and stuff like that it comes it does come from a very heteronormative uh background but just keep in mind that the term fertility still applies to you. It still applies to your life and your experience, even if you're not in a a relationship that, you know, can produce, you know, human life. It's not just about that. Yeah. Uh, and another thing that I found was interesting about mistletoe, it was hung up to protect from witchcraft. I mean, when Which it's Which I think was out... more of when the Christians came. I was just thinking, like, when it's cold out and you're a witch living in the woods, sometimes you gotta (laughs) curse a couple peasants, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's just so funny that we we practice witchcraft, and yet um, there's, like, all these guards or protections from witchcraft. So I just think it's funny. But it's it's so general the way people write it. You know. Yeah, I, I I will say this though: the people who probably need more protections from witches are honestly witches, yeah, we because we interact with each other so much more, and we we have fucking spats and fights and wars, and it's ridiculous. And I think it's very relevant to have to understand how to protect yourself from other witches if you're a witch. You know. Oh yes, a hundred percent. It just seems I just so it's... out of context. Yeah, it does seem weird, doesn't it? You know, it's like witches protecting themselves from witches, which makes sense. But it's also like, I think it's the way these people write it in these uh, history folklore articles. They just put it as like a very blanket statement, like, oh, it's to protect from witchcraft. I also would like to state that there's like this weird kind of mythologized idea about witches in um, in like media where like we all kind of get along and we're all kind of like homogeneously on each other's side of like the wicked and the devil you know like yeah we're all in the same coven bro we're in it together it's like they have no idea how petty and divided we can be <laughs> there's a lot of witch v witch crime out there oh, oh fuck is there ever um, but yeah but yeah and um i think 
this is still true today. I gotta really check the source on this, but apparently a lot of churches still ban mistletoe from inside the church because of its pagan yep. associations. I mean, they stole the fucking holiday from pagans, and then you're gonna right. bitch that you have some mistletoe in the place, and then I, you I put wreaths on your doors too? Like, get yeah. the fuck off yourself, bud. Like, pick one. And you're behind an altar, too, while you're doing your sermon with your clean white cloth, representing, exactly. like, a clean state ready to receive information. Like, your entire mass, as you want to call it, it's a ritualized context, but then you want right. to bitch about a plant? Like, holy fuck. Right. Like, hold the That's... mistletoe. Hold the mistletoe, you know? We'll, we'll take every other aspect of your culture, but that plant's, like, the step too far. Now, hold um, on here um, while we uh, burn some incense and sling some holy water on you. <laughs> For real. But it's not witchcraft. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, there's the, the tree. You know, decorating a tree, bringing a tree into your house. I actually, from a couple sources that I was looking at, this was actually a German tradition that was um, adapted over time so that's kind I, of interesting i feel so bad about this tradition which is why i never partake in it because like i can't condone killing a tree just so that i can decorate it i feel the same way and you know what i've came across this article the other day and it fucked me up because so my family has always had an artificial tree we've had this tree for like 20 years and it looks great it looks like a nice it looks pretty real and so we've taken care of it and you know we're still using the tree 20 years later um i didn't put it up this year because i just didn't have time to decorate or whatnot but anyway so that we still have this tree and then i read this article about artificial trees and how they're actually worse for the environment because most people keep an artificial tree for five to seven years yeah. And then they throw it away. And it ends up in a landfill, and they're all made out of plastic. They're not made out of biodegradable material. And so that artificial Christmas tree is just sitting in a landfill for the next 10,000 fucking years, however long it takes for plastic to degrade. Why, uh, why do they throw away the plastic tree? I don't understand because I don't even get a tree to begin with. I don't know, like, maybe people just like, oh, we want a bigger tree, we want a prettier tree, maybe some of them, like, break, but I don't know, my my, my family has had this artificial tree for, like, 20 fucking years, and it's fine, you know, we've had no problems with it, so I don't know why you can't just buy one tree and keep it forever. It's know? like, I understand the environmental impact, and, like, it's just certain traditions are so unsustainable and under late state capitalism right like to my right. understanding an old tradition of a yule tree you would use the wood after there's nobody mm -hmm. in the old world who would take the time to cut down a tree and bring it into the village and then just throw it away so right. that tree was honored and venerated in in its time before it was used it wasn't mm -hmm. like its purpose was to be killed and then just thrown away you know that right. seems so used. disrespectful yeah, yeah. It, it does even if you use it for firewood at least it's providing you sustenance you know yeah. like there's i never there's, understood there's it either behind that there's there's use behind that and i 
there's that's the thing for me why I don't um participate in a lot of these traditions because they're so far removed from their roots that like there can be so much underlying damage that we do under this like drive for a sense of tradition mm-hmm. you know when yeah. like we can create our own traditions still you know it, yeah, you don't and... necessarily have to have a, a yule tree and all those decorations that get thrown out mm-hmm. and the article then kind of went on to say like so if you went out every year, you know, you, you see them all over the place, like the people selling Christmas trees. They come from farms that are just Christmas trees. And so people grow Christmas trees on these farms to cut them down and sell them every year. This is what happens. Um, the article was saying that that's actually more sustainable because, you know, when you throw out the, the real tree, it will biodegrade. And I was like, okay, yeah, I I see the point also, that you're making, right? Also, like, I see the point. The... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was like, I see the point that you're making. That okay, yeah, you know, real tree will bio or uh, yeah, real tree will biodegrade, fake tree won't. But I really, I was like, why are we cutting down the fucking trees in the first place? Why yeah. do we have Christmas tree fucking farms? Like, this is just we need to stop this tree bullshit capitalism it, it, the you, okay look i'm gonna give a little dark side to the holidays here i have worked in like manufacturing and warehouses and shipping for a good deal of my life now and i understand that a lot of these companies rely on the holiday season to simply even exist because of the sheer amount of money they pull out of the system what we have now is the holidays is massively removed from its roots because it's become monetized it's not necessarily that some money can be a bad thing because like a little bit of money can really improve certain things like mm-hmm. look at what it does for infrastructure but mm-hmm. it's not about having the traditions anymore like if you look at what a Christmas tree means, to most people, it's a symbol of Christmas with a nuclear family. You know, mm-hmm. the idea of sustained normality where you have your family unit, you have your tree, X amount of kids, probably an animal who fucks with it more than you would appreciate. And uh-huh. y- you enact this thing that brings you fond memories of when it happened for you as a child and you learn to relive it by observing somebody else partake in it who's young and i understand Mm -hmm. that part the core of having something that you fondly treasure that you want to pass on to someone that's so wonderful but all the extraneous stuff you know all of like the the having to have the right gifts the, the expectations the pressure the debt people put themselves into that that is not the same thing you know no and it's not it's weird that we've gotten to this place yeah i mean honestly the the hol- this holiday season feels really stressful to me like i get paid on the i get paid on uh the 20th mm-hmm. friday and uh i just I'm like, oh my god, I gotta buy for this person, this person, that person, and I have to because I'm I'm sucked into this family bullshit. I'm sucked into this work bullshit. Like I'm yeah. sucked into it. 
you know, and, and I can't, and, and if I don't get anyone something, then I'm an asshole and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I just, I want out. Like, I just, I want to bounce out of this, of this machine, of this particular Christmas, Yule, Yule, I don't know, holiday season, bananas. Um, I mean, it's like you were saying with the tree. Like, yes, I do have fond memories of my family's Christmas tree. It looks really pretty when we decorate it. Um, it was always nice as a kid to have those presents underneath of it. We're like, oh, that's cool. Um, and I still think that Christmas trees look very pretty when they're decorated. But I just, like, I don't know, just if you feel the need to have a Christmas tree, if that's what you want to do, just buy an artificial tree and hold on to it forever because they, they're fine. Like, they hold up fine. Like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, why are you throwing out your tree every five years? Because you want a new pretty one? Keep the same damn yeah. tree if you must. And if you're done with it, give it to somebody who would appreciate it. Exactly. Like there are some families who can't afford a Christmas tree, real or fake. So yeah. then donate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, were there other parts of Yule tradition that you could talk about? Yeah, there's a couple other things on here. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's just a couple other things. So... A lot of times with uh, uh, and the another big symbol of Yule is the, the Yule log, which is traditionally oak. And the purpose of it was for it to burn and it was to help to draw the sun's power back to the earth. So um, these ancient uh, cultures, you know, tr- like they saw that the sun um, was gone for a huge chunk of the, the day. And so they would burn this Yule log to to bring it back. To, to give the sun the energy to come back. Um, that was the whole point of the Yule Log. And just a couple other things. So the Yule Lads, ghosts and spooky stories, kind of monstery things. You find this a lot in Yule folklore, if you really start to dig into it. Um, especially in uh, Germanic society. Um, this was a scary time of year for kids. <laughs> like, they... Like, it was like, you know, if you if you aren't good, if you're not a good kid, you know, you're going to get, like, eaten by this cat monster. Or you're going to get taken away by these trolls. And, um... You're get crampused. Yeah, you're going to get crampused. And I don't want to get in... Like, this isn't, an, you know, a lecture about all the different folklore of of Yule, Yule, Yuletide monsters. But, um... I thought that was an interesting spin on it because like me as a kid, it was just like, Oh, you better be good. Or Santa's not going to bring you the gifts you want. But like, could you imagine like growing up, like you better be good or you're going to get like taken away in your sleep and you're never going to come back again. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's, um, that's kind of fucked up to tell kids. Right. It's fucked up. I'm like, damn, like they're for real though. And I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that in modern German society, I'm pretty sure that's still, like, part of their folklore in Germanic society. I'm pretty sure that's, like, it's still there. It's still very much ingrained in their their modern-day folklore, which I thought was really fucking cool. Um, And then in a lot of... uh, Wiccan traditions, you do find that there is uh, this this imagery of the horned god, and the horned god is is a, is a dual god, and so uh, for half the year he is the oak king, and for the other half of the year he is the holly king, and at the winter solstice is when they is when they clash. 
suddenly, and so the Oak King, you know, goes to the side, and the Holly King um, rules the the dark half of the year. Um, so there's that. But I think that's a... Uh, I'm not sure how much that's rooted in how far back that folklore goes. I don't know if that's like a modern revival of an old tale. I would have to do more research on that. But you do find that well, a lot. My understanding in... it's pretty old. Um, it's, I'm, I'm not Celtic. too familiar. Yeah, I was going to say, I know it's Celtic, but I'm not too familiar with how old it is. But even me, far removed from that mythos, knew exactly about the Oak King and the Holly King. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah, so then um, I would have to do more research on that. But yeah, I mean, take any of these um, kind of points and research them on your own. And if you find anything cool, definitely share it with us for sure. Um, and I think that's kind of it for like the, the main thing. The last thing, and I think this will help you transition into what you wanted to talk about, Sophia, is that you, the Yuletide season was a time for a party. Um, it ah. was a huge celebration. Uh, a lot of people were bored in the winter months, you know, in addition to, you know, being nervous about the next harvest and would they have enough food to get through winter. Um, so they would they would uh, celebrate and drink and feast and give presents. Um, they would leave food out for the spirits and they would uh, raise energy for these spirits to help them get through the winter and encourage abundance in the, in the coming growing season. So, yeah, I mean, it was a time to, it was a time to prepare for the next harvest, but also blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's ironic that you use the word transition to what I was going to say, because this is actually um, the time of year that I came out. And I'm mm. five years pretty much right around the time that this airs. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I was going to talk about the more um, ephemeral aspects of the the season. I was going to talk about like the spirit of Yule and the holidays because mm. I was mentioning before how far removed we are from what it originally was. And <sighs> there's so much I can say on this. To begin with, like, let's start with what Jay was just talking about with the feasting, mm-hmm. right? Like when it comes um, to winter, you have to space out the amount of food that you have saved over the course of the year, right? Mm-hmm. You need to ration it. And on the darkest day of the year, it's kind of like a celebratory point because you know that after this point, it always gets lighter. Like I was literally having a friend today say to me, oh, isn't it great that after Saturday, every fucking day is going to be longer. And it's true. It's really a point to celebrate because you're halfway through the dark. Especially for people that suffer from seasonal uh, depression. Yes. It's a great time for them to, to really be like, Hey, it's, it's gonna get better. And it's, it's a way. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying, you know, they can just be like, hey, I just got to hang in. Like, every day is going to get yeah. a little bit longer. So it's it's a good thing to, to focus on if you suffer from that. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, if you think about it, it's the darkest day of the year. There's a lot of reason to despair. You're in the thick of it, right? And it's just such a counter to that norm to celebrate that day 
you don't let it be something that tears you down, you know? You acknowledge that it's the darkest day of the year, but you know from that point it can only get better, right? And it, like, there's so much um, moral fiber to the holiday, right? If you actually look at what it was, it was about togetherness and being with people. Giving gifts wasn't, like, something that you had to do it was something that you did with your time like maybe in the winter season you crafted something to stay busy maybe you wrote letters to people who you really cared about and taking that time to acknowledge the people in your lives or make something for someone you cared about it really pulls us together and I think if there's anything that I've learned over my life it's that what gets us through all of the hard times is each other, you know? No matter how much we struggle, no matter how much we fight, we're in it together. And being able to share that with each other, it's wonderful. And, like, my girlfriend and I, we don't have a lot of money this Christmas, so we're, like, literally just going to be writing each other love letters for Christmas, and that's wonderful, you know? I, I, I couldn't want something more from her, and it's that's kind of the holiday spirit that it was at its core you know you have the log to burn sure but it's to keep everyone warm together you decorate the tree with others and like it brings people to a space where we're all, we 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 kind of share our humanity with each other you know and yeah and to like make it about having to buy someone stuff to be pressured, it's it's the polar opposite now of what it originally was, and it's yeah, a little bit it's sad. Just more work. Yeah. yeah, to me, what it means to celebrate Yule versus celebrating Christmas is I don't do the the holiday that wears me down. I don't let myself get into the obligations of needing to spend a thousand dollars to make people happy. I spend my time with the people who I love <clears throat> and I, I show them that I care about them and that's it. And I feel so much better. I'm not spending money I don't have. I'm like taking time to actually do what makes me happy. And if anything, in that space, I have room to go back to old traditions. Uh, maybe I don't want to decorate a tree because I don't want to cut one down or add to the waste, but you know, it wouldn't hurt to burn a Yule log out somewhere safely, right? And there's a lot of things that I can do to reconnect with like the spirit of the holiday because it was about charity. It was about like... I mean, I, I feel like I'm kind of going to round my circle in that on a little bit because it's kind of all the same point, you know? Like, you've all seen those movies, The Power of Christmas and the Holiday Spirit. They all get back to that sense of charity, you know, and, and freely giving and understanding and being kind. And then it kind of falls short in actuality, you know? Because... They try and sell yeah. you your happiness when our happiness comes right. from each other. Actually, a really touching kind of thing happened at work today. Um, so it, it really showed like the difference between how people view the holiday season. So we had our, our work 
a holiday party or whatever. And it was just crap. It was like a sandwich tray, and then they, like, made us bring, like, sides and stuff like that. And I'm like, what what kind of company is this? Like, they make you bring half the lunch that they're giving you? Like, that's shitty. Especially yeah. when you know they can afford it. So I just kind of, like, popped in, and I was like, oh, this looks like shit. And then I just kind of, like, went back downstairs. And, so, and that's coming from, you know, a company that has money and has resources to, like, provide something very nice for the, for its employees. Um, and then down, when I went back downstairs, my coworker was uh, – she had called, I think, like a, like a public school or something like that. And she was calling, and she was asking if there were any kids – that weren't getting lunch because they because they owed money like on their like for their lunch for their lunch money and that happens a lot in uh in in in, especially in public schools like if you if you owe like a balance for your lunch bill um you you can't get lunch and a lot of those kids who do get lunch from those schools like they come from families that well they need that lunch from that school you know because they don't have it at home and I was just like, wow, what a what an interesting contrast. Like, she's taking, you know, like, she's just an employee. You know, she doesn't make too much more than I do. Um, and she's, like, calling schools and saying, like, hey, you know, does anyone need help? Uh, you know, stuff like that. And I just, I just was really touched by that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll never see the employer doing that, that's for sure. No, no. Like, the employer could you know, probably hemmed and hauled about, you know, pitching in for a sandwich tray. Yeah, but but good on them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also kind of feel like we need to do an episode eventually that's, like, capitalism and witchcraft, ca- like, anti- the antitheses of each other. I don't know, antithesis isn't the word. But yeah, like, it's like, uh... Well, yeah, I mean, because like, really, I mean, witchcraft and capitalism are two totally different things, and yet mm-hmm. the way our society is, it's, it's like witchcraft and capitalism are the antithesis of each other. They they represent yes. two completely different concepts, um, and yet as witches, we have to learn how to navigate within capitalism in For order now. to survive. Yeah. Until until the proletariat uprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until the revolution. Just saying, I'm a seditious snake, and I know it. <laughs> until we take over the world, what? Um. <laughs> I mean, more like ah, well, whatever. That's save that for another episode. <laughs> that could be like an after dark episode where we just like spout out world domination fucking theories. No. And- Yes. No, because yes. I'm not gonna. I'm not one for world domination. In fact, I think I'm quite. Actually, I shouldn't say world, world domination. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe not world domination. Maybe world liberation. Now world. that's even more of a dangerous topic than <sighs> the former. And you should ask yourself why world liberation is more controversial to say than world domination. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make Johnny. <laughs> we should have an episode, like a live stream kind of thing, where we just like drink or whatever your relaxation thing of choice is and have like the viewers just ask us a bunch of weird fucking questions. I mean, that I would can be smoke cool. and drink. Yeah, you know, because I know some people prefer to smoke, some people prefer to drink, whatever the case is. That would be fun. Um, 
Is there anything else that you, we kind of wanted to talk about in terms of the Yule season and spirit? I think we kind of, because we touched on the folklore and stuff like that, like the factual stuff. And I think yeah. I, I just wanted to, to provide that knowledge in case someone didn't have it. But also I think we both kind of agree on like the spirit of the season is to celebrate and be yeah. happy and charitable and not drown in debt and rage. <laughs> um, see, I mean, honestly, I think we could kind of wrap up this this little Yule special that we're kind of doing. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, maybe it was a little bit of a mess. I wish Scott was here to do some of this folklore stuff because that's really their wheelhouse. Um, but yeah. Scott couldn't be with us for this recording today, unfortunately. Um, so hopefully for the next uh, Sabbath special, they will be, and you can get the well-crafted, juicy um, story folklore that you all so truly deserve. Um, but for now, we are going to sign off. And don't yes. forget to banish. Yes, don't forget to banish. And um, and I will not forget to edit this episode, so it actually comes out on Yule. So happy solstice, everyone. <laughs> We will see this. Uh, we will. We will see this. We will see you all in the next episode. I'm ready. Let's let's fucking hammer time this. Alrighty. Hey everyone, happy solstice. Hello. Um happy holidays. I'm not sure I guess. Yeah, they're the holidays. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to do that again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I was thrown off because I wasn't expecting you to, to lead with that. Okay, okay. I know, it really threw you off, and I was just like, happy solstice, and you're like, I'm lost in the sauce. You should totally put this in the after edits. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, everyone, happy solstice. I'm Sophia. Wow. That was weird. <laughs> it didn't flow. It wasn't good. We changed the format and now everything's fucked. What am I supposed to follow with? I don't know. Okay, so you're going to say happy solstice. Um, Merry dark time. I don't know what the fuck I can follow up with. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? No, but let's try it. <laughs> Fuck. Hey everyone, happy oh fuck. Um <laughs> Hey everyone, happy darkness day. <laughs> it's the longest night of the year. <laughs> what if we just like leave this all in and don't edit anything out and we're just like No, okay, ready? It's idiots. gonna be this. It's the gonna be darkness, darkness, darkness. That's how I'm gonna open it. Okay, go. And then you got something to to follow up with. Um, return of light! Return of light!